comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. There's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. Why didn't you just kill me? Your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> yes, Mr. Wayne. It does come in black. My mother warned me about getting in cars with strange men. This isn't a car. Ah! La, 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 la. <laughs> Episode 280. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. So, uh, so what does zombie Batman like to eat? I don't know. Beans! Nice! <laughs> I like Gosh. it. Wow. Check your Google Plus account, by the way, Frank. Yes! Yeah, I don't even know how to access a Google Plus account. Why not just use email? Well, because I because you can view, share, or download an image, a JPEG image, and I decided to share it because I figured it would be the easiest thing. And it said, okay, send it with Google+. Plus." It's like, that's dumb. Email, dude. I know. Okay, I'm going well, to Google+. Plus. I, I, can, I can send it again if it need be. It Good is, evening. It is one of the greatest Hello, JPEGs President in the history Obama. of JPEGs. How are you? What's up? Hey, but, President Obama. By the way, President Obama, you might not want to hear this, but Glenn Beck doesn't like you very much. Pause for laughter. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's personal, but uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't like the direction that you're taking our country. This is not political talk. This and is, I don't think that's a secret either. This so is Half Hour Wasted, episode 280. I'm sorry, I am... 20 away. 280. I am delirious with, with exhaustion and Bill, and you had a rough day. Syndromes. You had two jobs today, two freelance I left, gigs. yes, I had two freelance gigs, and if it could be like that, a lot. Um, I probably wouldn't be uh, eating um, old shoes for dinner on a regular basis. Hey, hey man, guess old shoes have a lot of soul. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's weird. I've been going to. Don't. Uh, I've been going to inner city churches lately. I need to Maybe find the. Uh, I need to find that. I should have my soundbite thing queued up. All the At time. All you know? times. What you need oh, yeah. is you need one of those machines that they I use do. for the, I've the radio. Just a. Boop, boop, this, boop, it's the, the punch button thing. Yeah. And like, and like it makes it really easy because the button says like number two on it. And so you just have to know what sound yep. effect is there. Yep. Which is crazy. I, I assume there's got to be some kind of like computer screen thing. Like maybe I, has I, I, well, a legend on it or something. I mean, there had to, those were back in the yeah. like cart days, right? Where all, no, those I mean today, uh, today, uh, so I was now times. Well, uh, the, uh, one of the Doesn't shows I work on had, you um, just type in a number and boom. It basically kind of looks like uh, Stephen Hawking's keyboard. 
okay. without 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 the wheelchair. Yes, I. Well, and you can sit or leaning back. You know how Stephen you can, Hawking has that kind of laid back, yeah. like, "Hey, what's up?" You can sit, uh, and, and uh, he is—he's uh, is so laid uh, back. I've always thought that's amazing that uh, someone so uh, smart can uh, be so B-type personality. I think that's great. <laughs> I don't think he has a choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a kinesthetic learner, though. Uh, you um, know, one of uh, these days he's just gonna—he's mm-hmm. just gonna prove that he's gonna get yeah. up out of that chair and break dance. But no, there's a. Fold uh, you. There's a radio setup that follows the TV uh, show that uh, that I do um, um, somewhat frequently. And, uh, yeah, two of the three uh, hosts have got these box, uh, these little box thingies on their desk. And they're just like, I don't know, there's like 40 buttons on it or something. And the buttons are unlabeled. But apparently yeah. you just go boop and yeah, it you, fires off whatever sound effect that I assume. Yeah, I want one of those. You have uh, displayed on a computer monitor. I, I found, I found the Homer soundboard. I could not oh, agree did you? more. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I kind of like the Simpsons. That's yeah. great. I so, have heard of these things. We're going to talk about, about the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Do you need a? No, no. Okay. I'll, I'll stop it. I'll let's stop. um, let's give our reverse flashes. Bill first. Oh wow! Getting yeah. Get, let's just start, baby. We're cutting right we're to the heart of the matter, huh? Wait a minute. We're going to play. I'm going to play the um, the Dark Knight Rises. Thank you. Soundtrack. Good. While we, while we do this. Yeah. Okay. It'll, All be, right. it'll be our production music. How many reverse flashes? I gave it three stars. I mean, three reverse flashes. Commissioner. Don't you mean it's more like this? I gave it three. <laughs> That's kind of what Bane sounded like, right? I've got. Uh, he sounded. Oh, were like, you doing Bane or Batman? No, I was doing Batman. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were doing Bane. I gave my own movie three reverse flashes. Commissioner. I'm not commissioner. I'm the Alfred. And I want to say that I he saw this movie. He doesn't sound like that. That is the best I can do Bane. of Alfred, of Michael Caine. You sound like Christopher do Michael Walken. Bane does do not like Christopher Walken trying to do Michael Caine. Okay. So how does Michael do Michael Caine? So I thought, that was, I I thought that was Michael Caine. That was Alfred. Hello. I'm Michael Caine. And we should I, play that. I do not want to see. I'm reversing. See, your back first to, one was what's uh, the name of that movie? Schwarzenegger. Where the guys are doing the Michael Caine. Oh, oh I can't think of it right now. It's called the Trip. Uh, the Trip. Yeah, it's the amazing. Trip. Okay, it's on gonna, Netflix streaming, by the way. I'm gonna find. I am doing trailer, a young trip. Michael Caine. I'll play that real quick. Okay. Well, you Just find the, that the first part. I am going to give this Batman. I'm going to give your impression of okay of him. Uh, I'm going to give that four and a half reverse flashes. It, it made my heart sing. Yes. It was Schwarzenegger, uh, a drunk Schwarzenegger attempting to do a Cockney accent. It was, it was sublime. Aren't nice they in job. a car when they do this? Yeah. No, no they're, they're in, in a, a restaurant. restaurant. It's about 20-ish Oh, yeah, here we go. Rob, Steve. Here it is right here. <laughs> Killed the soundtrack. Pete Pacino. I've not heard your Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, My name's Michael Caine. You were so wrong. Michael Caine used to talk like this. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it. When it gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. And you don't do the broken voice. It gets very emotional. I think that's it. Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) It gets very loud indeed. When Michael Caine gets loud, it gets very loud indeed. I give Dark Knight Rises... You know, I haven't thought this far. I'm going to say 3.25. Really? Three and a half. I thought you liked it more than that. I did. But 
I didn't. I'm gonna I give it three and a half. I haven't talked to him. I didn't talk him yeah. down. No, no, no. It, he didn't talk me down. I'm giving it four point seven five. Nice. Yeah, close I, to a perfect movie. I absolutely loved this movie. Now I loved it too, but uh, there's some plot holes in it and stuff that bother me. But I go see it again if it wasn't three hours long. That's my only deterrent is that <laughs> it's three hours long. It's a good movie. I I'm have, not. I'm not gonna poo poo on that. But it's I mean, it's a three hour commitment. I had. Two complaints about the movie. Two things okay. that I that I that didn't sit well with me. Okay. The first one was that John Blake Yes. figured out who Batman was just by looking at Bruce Wayne. This is very weak, and I've seen this complaint I, on other websites too. I I I listened as hard as I could as he was talking to Bruce and gave him his story and his explanation for how he knew. And all I could figure out was when he walked in the orphanage that day, he had the same look in his eyes. And I'm thinking, how does that equal I know you're Batman? Yeah. I that- truly did not get it. And and I paid attention. I, I was by myself. I didn't have the kids with me. Um, I went to a later show. Um, uh, Brad and Frank and Dennis went and saw uh, the Yeah, you scared the me, earlier by the way. Show. <laughs> you, you frightened me just for about a half a second. <laughs> yeah, Bill came up from behind us. Dennis and I saw Bill, but uh, uh, Brad didn't. And I had then- my back to him. And all of a sudden, this big, meaty, sweaty palm hits my back, and he goes, I forget what you said, but it was... I said, what's up, nerds? Yeah, it was like, ah! I think I wet myself. But nice. um, Just a little. Uh, yeah, the, the, you know, he, <laughs> hey, you're right. He basically said, I saw you. You had that look in your face. I recognized it. And But that was like the look of another yeah. orphan who'd yeah. had a horrible childhood. And so the inference, I guess, is that he saw the same look in Batman's eyes. And which, recognize it because they never truly said this is what it is. Which just it uh, for poetic license. Yes, you could say that you know because of the way the movie ends. Yeah, um, you know these two are peas in a pod. They yeah. share a Absolutely. certain type of of I, I don't know personality type. So he was yeah. able to relate certain with him. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, Ooh, je ne sais wow. quoi. Whatever that is. That means I don't know what. Was it mean? I don't know what. No. Was it mean? I don't know what. But um, yeah, it, I, that's that's the only thing that I can take from it is that it's poetic license. Yeah, I mean that was that was a little weak, and and Bruce didn't he didn't even yeah. put up a fight. You know, right. he didn't even say, "Well, I'm sorry, but you're mistaken." Yeah, you know, he just kind of like boom. Well, see, and someone as rich as Bruce Wayne should have someone in the Batman costume, like in the side room, pretty much all time. So like, if anybody but, like, ever like Alfred. Yeah, well, like Adam West, and, right? And exactly. The other, and the other one. So if somebody comes in and goes, "Hey, I think you're Batman," right? He goes, "Oh, really? Really? You uh, think I'm Batman? Yeah. Really?" And then he goes, "Hey, Bat, Batman, come here, Batman, come here for a second, come here, boy, come here, Batman." Now you see what'll Good happen, Batman. Good Batman. And then the guy walks in in the Batman costume, and uh, <laughs> the guy who accused him of being Batman feels like a butt. The um. Uh, that happened to Booster Gold. Remember, Booster Gold was paying someone to take his place, and then that guy came up yeah. and said he was an actor. What series oh, was that in? Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Yeah. So, you know, that can come back and bite you in the butt. Or was it 52? Maybe it was 52, because 52 found, sounds good. Yeah, but when, because, he, when John Blake gave his explanation, I, this is what mm-hmm. I thought. No, unacceptable. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, but, you know, if I have any, if I have a problem at all, it's, it's that you just, you know... <laughs> People were comparing him to Tim Drake. Now I, you know, I feel his name that rhymes again, with Blake. 
Again, right. Drake. In the lightest, in the in, in like an inspired sense. That's the only way I I agree with that statement. Like it's not it's not a uh, because Tim Drake discovered who Batman was. Well, he he is the, he was a he was a detective. He was a, he was a detective. Work. Yeah, yeah. He, but he still discovered, he put clues together. Yeah, he didn't just look at Bruce Wayne and go, "Oh, he's Batman." Yeah, yeah. You know? But you know, th- so. Nobody else in the world, seven billion other people, <laughs> yeah. many of whom are quite intelligent, and some of whom are detectives. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, I have a hard time believing that he had such an easy time just snapping to it, and it, it rang very oddly as far as the, the the tenor of not just the movie but the trilogy because Nolan had so many details just right. Nolan was so careful; he crafted all three of these movies. You know, there wasn't there wasn't wasted motion or energy or storytelling. Um, it just it just felt like not a not a loose thread, but just such a dangling participle movie wise. You know, just you know, this is where you're just gonna go. Hey, it's just a movie. Have don't worry about it. You know, this is where you're gonna pull that card. Right. If you've if you've if you've had so much taken, like you said, so much care. You know, into yeah. making everything else believable. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give a, a little more logical explanation for that and make right. it more believable? And again, you know, they, they 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 could have gone like if Nolan had really planned this mm-hmm. out really well. I mean, you could have put a scene in the first Batman where Batman rescues a kid and he loses his mask, and they two, yeah, you know, see each other for a moment and then he lets go of the kid. Or and maybe that could be Blake. Yeah. You know, then that would kind of that would be right. a great explanation. Or maybe he's dangling off the edge of a bridge, and kids in a burning car. He's got a batarang tied to it. Now, there you go. He company. says, "Hey, kid, different company. Put my mask on, and you'll Wait have enough. Second. You'll have enough courage different to climb company. up the road." That's already been copyrighted. That, I'm writing this down. I'm going to send it to been, DC. That scene's already DC. been copyrighted. I have a great idea, dear Mister C. I have an idea <laughs> for you. The only other <laughs> I just want points out the back end thing about this movie that made me go really, and it was just these two. Okay, because I like I said I I accepted and loved everything else. At the very end, when Blake goes to to pick up whatever Bruce Wayne left for him in his will. Okay, yeah, and he says I'm John Blake, and the lady says I don't see any oh, anything yeah. for a John Blake, and he goes ah try my real name, and instead of saying it, he gives her a piece of paper, and she goes oh I like your real name, you should use that. It's Robin. I went. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I, that I think, was just fanboy service. Yeah, that was a big wink. The general was, public knows the phrase Batman and Robin. Right. Everybody in the theater, I, uh, peripherally, I was mm-hmm. watching them, especially the second time I saw it, because okay. I saw it for a second time last night. Uh, I saw elbows poking their friends, and I heard a lot of, <laughs> hey, it's Robin. So, you know, I get it, but still, for me, the 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 comic book fan was yeah. like, eh, okay. Hey, was, know, the, uh, was the theater packed when you guys saw it at least the first time? Yes. Okay. I went to go see, um, they, they had um, the 715 show, which I missed, uh, seeing with you three cats. Um, hello, Dennis, being the third. Um, so uh, they had an 1115 show, and uh, the lovely missus was able to get home in time to free me up to go see that 1115 show, as you guys know. I went into the, I went into the theater and I'm going man it's like eleven oh eight eleven ten something like that I don't know it was I think it maybe was whatever it was before the movie started but it wasn't like a half hour before the movie started and I'm going oh my goodness this is opening day you know not including the midnight show on Thursday and you know 
I don't know if I'm, you know, I think I, I even joked to you guys, you know, I'll wave to you from the very right chair in the front row. Right. And uh, I went in and uh, I go, hey, um, I look up, you know, I'm getting ready to say, give me 1115 ticket. And I see Batman 1115, 1116. Really? I say, what? Because it wasn't on the, uh, it wasn't on the website. It was, there, there was no 1116 show listed. They apparently added one. And so I went up to the, the nice lady behind the counter and I said, does one of these two shows have a lot fewer people in it? She goes, oh, yeah. And she just gave me a ticket and said, theater four. And I went in there and that thing was maybe half full. Oh, wow. It filled up quite a bit before the movie started. But I ended up sitting, I don't know, about 12 rows up. I was just below center eye level. I was about just about three or four seats to the left of dead center. So I had awesome seats. But there was nobody sitting in front of me. And for a couple of minutes, I don't know, does this, should I feel bad about this or am I going to burn in Hades for this? But there's nobody sitting in front of me and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to be wrapped up in this movie. And if some dude comes in with bad intentions, I'm in the front row as far as he's concerned. I'm the first person he's going to see if he comes in, you know, from the emergency exit or from the stairwell or whatever. And then like a family comes and sits down like two rows in front of me. And I went, and you were like, oh. I went, thank goodness for that. That's my human bulletproof vest right there. You know, um, did you hear what happened in Cockrell Hills? I think it was yesterday, the day before, Cockrell Hill. Cockrell Hill? Yeah. No, I didn't. That's a suburb here. Yeah, it's a suburb here in Dallas. Uh, Apparently, gentleman went into a Batman movie. Okay. Wearing all camos, and he was carrying a gun. But he was a detective. He said he was doing surveillance work. The theater had hired him to do it. Okay. Um, okay. He was acting strangely, so that's why the theater called. Uh, he, in Jeez. fact, was not asked to do surveillance work from the theater. Oh, my god! But he had a license to carry the gun, and they asked him to leave. Well, the theater I used to work at and the one we saw our movie at, <clears throat> um, they have signs out front, no concealed handguns allowed. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're, you Good. know, businesses have that right to, to say no. Absolutely, yes. The theater that we were at also, they have an arrangement with the city of Plano to always have a policeman there, an off-duty policeman there running security okay. whenever the theater's open. But they also have more policemen there on Friday and Saturday Interesting. nights. Interesting. See, I didn't. There are they. The vast majority of them not wearing uniforms. No, I've I've pretty much always seen them in their uniform. Okay, even though they're off-duty. Because I don't remember seeing uh, police officers. I figured there had to have been many around. Before the movie, I uh-huh. got there early. I went to the Razoo's and had some dinner and saw some saw three former employees that I used to work with when I was at the theater. They were over there having dinner too and I went and they all three still work there and they were I haven't seen them in like 2 3 years, but I said hi and we visited a while and she said are you going to Batman? I said yes. She goes, "Thank you." I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "I can't tell you the number of refunds wow. that I have had to give for this movie." Wow. I said, "Why?" She said, "Because parents are scared and they don't want their children going to the theater tonight. Dude, I said, really? I said, I get it. I mean, I do, yeah. but uh, I, I it probably happened a lot more than we really thought. And I was wondering if maybe that contributed to the emptier no, theater I think that it you was experienced. Because, I think it was because, you know, they must have added that kind okay. of at the last moment to, to handle overflow. But I guess... Because I'm going to guess the 1115 showing. I mean, when I said, is one of these theaters a lot less full than the other? She goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, ours was pretty so, full. I'm guessing it, the 1115 yeah. show yeah, we was were pretty, pretty much packed. packed. And yeah. I'm guessing if all those refunds hadn't come in, there would have been a lot of sellouts. Yeah. 
So I guess because the refunds came in, they didn't <laughs> sell out, but they were still packed. Now Jeez. I brought a, I brought up the numbers earlier. Uh, the movie has already made a profit. I think it was like two hundred and fifty to make two hundred fifty million, and it's Jeez. like two, made two hundred and eighty four as of today. Wow, that's amazing. Because I I thought to myself, this movie might well break, you know, break its own records or break its own Batman records. But I just I thought to myself. The odds of this movie doing what the Avengers or even uh, the Dark Knight did, in my humble opinion, were very slim. They're very long odds. I thought there's there's no way it's going to do what the Avengers did. There's no way it's going to do what Dark Knight Rises did because Dark Knight Rises had had you know Heath Ledger's performance. The Avengers is was a, just a relatively family friendly movie. We know um, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, but this movie is two hours forty minutes long. It's very dark. And I just have a hard time believing, if nothing else, because of the runtime, it's not going to make the money that its predecessor in the Avengers did. Well, and I may be wrong about that, which that will much shock me. It wasn't that much longer than Dark Knight. That was a long movie, too. Yeah, it was. But it just, um, I mean, it this wasn't movie's like, rated R, too, isn't it? No. Oh, it's not? It's PG-13. Oh, yeah. There's no true. way they would make an R-rated Batman movie. Wow. I thought it was, I, no. I, I don't even pay attention to ratings anymore. There, so wasn't even it, any, there wasn't any language. There wasn't any blood in this right. movie. There yeah. just wasn't. Yeah, I can't. I can't speak that because I honestly, ratings mean nothing to me because I'm of age. So right. I, so it's just I just go into a movie and I just what was I rated? I don't know. Right. Uh, so I don't. I I can't really speak to that that part of it. But um. Uh, uh, so you guys think it's going to do not as well as Avengers? You think they're going to run neck and neck? They're going to be. I just. I don't think it'll make as much because I think the Avengers, that whole thing was like a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it was a... Well, it was also, uh, again, maybe not family friendly, but it was certainly... I mean, I took a five and a ten-year-old to go see The Avengers, and I had no problem the with Avengers it. The Avengers was a would, fun movie. Exactly. I wouldn't necessarily call DKR fun. No. Well, even The Dark Knight wasn't that Did you hear me? I dropped fun. an acronym. I love that. DKR. I wouldn't call You've, it fun. You forgot the three periods, though. I'll give you that one, though. So, um, well, I've heard a lot of people describing this as a great Christopher Nolan movie, but not a good Batman movie. Hmm. Um, Ken Morgan, our friend Ken Morgan, said... I was just about to hit that. You could remove Batman. There was nothing particularly, quote-unquote, Batman about this movie. And I can see his point with the with his email, but to me, it wouldn't have been the same movie if it was just a crime movie and Batman wasn't in it. There was well, enough Batman ness in this movie well, that made it a his, Batman. Movie. I, his I, thing was this could have been a Bond movie, right? And in that sense, it absolutely could have been because he had Q. I mean, Lucius Fox, right? Um, he could have, you know, he could have gotten injured and taken out of the action. I mean, we've we've seen we've seen plot lines similar to that before in a it Bond happened. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it just it it could have been. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't. I you know I I I take um, I don't agree with that statement because you can almost say that with any movie. I mean, you yeah. could take Bond out of all of his movies and put in you know Iron Man, and it's kind of the same movie. You right. know, it's 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 you know what what makes Batman is is being there in that moment now. You there's know, did, an awful lot of Bond parallels, though, with Nolan's Batman. Right, and you know, there's Bond parallels with Iron Man. And there, there's, Not as many, and, though, and, because... And there's Iron Man parallels well, with 
Batman to a, to an extent. You well, know, rich I mean, millionaires with with gear and stuff. You can say you know? that, but but Tony Stark has a much far different personality, you know, than a Bond character. I guess it depends. I mean, he could have been kind of Connery esque, I guess. Uh, but Tony Stark made his own stuff. You know, Tony Stark had to. You know, it just I, I think it's it's quite different. I mean, Bond. You know, Bond relies on Q to provide him with his goodies. You know, Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne relies on Lucius to provide him with his goodies. You know, they're they're both agents of justice and this But they and that. both use tech gear to, yeah. to, to fight stuff and yeah. you know, and they use your wits too and they just have, you know, variations on, on you know, how they approach things. Yes. I mean, it's it's you know, uh, Batman's quiet and and sleuthy. Bond is, you know, uh, smooth and you know catchphrasy. Well, the and, greatest thing and, about James Bond, Iron Man, is you know overt and yeah. kind of in your face about it. I mean, the thing that I always thought was amazing about James Bond was how do you how do you get out of something or how do you figure you know how do you figure your way out of a situation? Cause chaos. I mean, how does James Bond get to the bad guy? He walks in the front door and says, "Take me to your leader." Basically, mm-hmm. you know, he allows himself to get caught because he's always going to be taken to the bad guy. How does he get out of situations? Well, he he figures out a way to blow something up. He pulls a fire alarm. He he causes chaos and he escapes in the chaos. And and how does um how does Indiana Jones get out of situations? Luck. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> with Indiana okay. Jones, yeah. it's always dumb luck that saves his butt. In but my experience, there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> that was a horrible Michael Caine impression. Uh, <sighs> that's because it wasn't. Oh, I had. Well, it, I I wanted to talk about maybe yeah. some of my issues with the movie, which, which you know, um, and they they go along, uh, and they're pretty minor. Um, you know, I kind of wish we had seen just a little more Batman. You know, the whole thing in the pit got a little boring. I understood why they did it. In the prison? Yeah, in the prison. Th- that part was just... <laughs> you know that chant they were doing? Yeah. After a while in the second movie, it started to sound like they were saying, This is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Awesome. This is awesome. Wow. And I was going, Yeah, it is. This is awesome. You guys are right. Uh, Talia Ghoul, uh, while that part was kind of cool, it, it kind of seems to kind of come out of nowhere. I know it ties into the to the first movie, but you know suddenly she wants revenge. You know, it's this whole story that you think is about Bane, but the last thirty minutes, oh no, it's really about Raza Ghoul and it's about his daughter. Um, not a bad thing, but that just kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just it caught me by surprise, but not in a good way. Well, unfortunately, I think Nolan. He, for someone who seemed to, to take so many pains with the crafting of every little nook and crevice of, of these movies, it seemed like he kind of went a little bit ramy in this third one and just tried to kind of shoehorn some stuff in because it was his last chance to do so. Hmm. You know, the, the character, it, it made some sense that it was Talia al Ghul, but there was no, there was no backstory. There, you know, unless you knew who it was... You know, fanboy is going to go, whoa, and regular Joe Janeke public are going to go, okay, so who's who's this person you just referenced? Uh, see, I disagree because they, they set up the fact that that Rachel Ghoul had a child. Yeah. They just make you think it's somebody else. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it came out of nowhere. I liked the twist. I didn't see it coming. 
Yeah, it, it didn't bother me a bit. Um, I I have a hard time understanding why someone else would have a problem with that. I, my my problem was just it it just feel like it wasn't a, a developed storyline. Like if it just really feel like it came. It feels like it came out of nowhere towards the end. Yeah, and it was a nice twist, and I know that's how twists work. But eh, I just wish there had been, and I can't put my finger on it, but I just want a couple, one or two little other clues that would have gone, aha! Do you remember what I said earlier about what I thought was a... A mistake? Huge continuity error? Uh Uh-huh. And that upon further reflection, I think it turned out to be a clue. This this might be one of the clues that you were supposed to have gotten as a viewer, um, but didn't. So... Okay, this is um, after, in this part of the movie, Bruce is in the prison. He's been broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, The special forces guys come in. Blake brings them in to meet Fox and Miranda Tate at the place they were holed up in. Okay. Um, Then the bad guys break in. They shoot the special forces guys. Bane walks in, and and the guy says, "I'd rather die than tell you anything." And Bane said something. One probably one of the only lines I didn't quite catch because of his dialogue. And that he like steps on the the guy's neck and suffocates yeah. him. Yeah. So, um, but and then and then Bane points to his underlings and says, "Hang these people where." Gotham can see them. Yes. You know, and then in a couple of seconds, Bruce sees that on the TV, those guys hanging. Blake, in the meantime, Blake is able to get Miranda Tate out, and Lucius Fox stays there. He's got his hands up, kind of uh, buying Blake some time to get Tate out. Okay. Okay. So after that, um, Bruce escapes. He goes back to Gotham and asks Catwoman for help. I need you to take me to Bane. Okay. You know, she sees him and she goes, I thought you died or I thought they killed you. And he's like, no, I got better. (laughs) You know, so then I feel happy. Gordon, Blake and Miranda Tate shortly after this are all trying to find the bomb. Gordon goes to Matthew Modine's, yeah. house and says why aren't you out helping right and yes. he's like hey, i'm you know i'm gonna keep my head I'm down scared. And, yeah <laughs> and then he what a jerk modine closes the door and you hear from behind hey it, she says hey i'm here you're looking for some men maybe i can help and she's there with blake okay so they get together and then they start they've got those gps trackers and they're going to start tracking the bomb because right. it's being yes. driven around in trucks right he gives her one of the right the geiger counters yeah Okay, and she uh, she says a truck drives by her, and she makes a signal like, "Yeah, this is it." Yeah. And okay. so Gordon throws a tracker on the truck. Right. Later on, they find out that that's not the right truck. You know, there's nothing yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. So, but right after they tag the truck, the bad guys come up and they capture Gordon and Tate. Okay. John Blake is up on a roof being a lookout, so he doesn't get caught. But what they do is they end up, the bad guys take Commissioner Gordon, Miranda Tate, and all the other guys that were there looking for the bomb. They take them to the Scarecrow Court, which that was a nice yeah. to see <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Crane yeah. holding court. That was awesome. 
And he says, you know, is it going to be death or exile? Right. And he says, I'm not walking out on that ice. And so Jonathan Crane says, okay, it'll be death by exile. exile. And then as they're starting to drag him away, Bane says, bring her to me. Okay. So then one of the bad guys escorts Miranda Tate Mm -hmm. back towards the camera, towards where Bane is standing. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, the other guys are escorted out to the ice. And we see that in a couple of minutes. We see them walking yep. on the ice. Batman shows up, and he lights the flare. Anyway, so the after Bane says, bring her to me, the very next scene, the very next scene is the bad guys bringing in somebody to where Tate and Fox and them were holed up. Okay. Miranda Tate is back there with Lucius Fox. She's back in the place. Hmm that Blake just helped her get out of. And then they bring in this guy and they pull the hood off the guy and it's Bruce Wayne. So Bruce Wayne, you know, uh, has gotten in to, to talk to Fox. I need you to get me back in the game. Right. Uh, so let me back up. She was just about to be thrown out on the ice. Bane says, bring her to me. She's escorted back into Bane's custody. The very next scene is them bringing a hooded Bruce Wayne into the place where Tate and Miranda have been held hold up. Yeah, okay. Miranda Tate is there. So okay. she's a plant. She's there. So Catwoman comes in and helps Bruce Wayne escape. You know, she's like okay. she's walking in. She goes, sorry, boys. Bane wants these for himself. Yeah. And she then she does some kicking and swinging of her legs, and then Bruce Wayne pops somebody in the jaw, and then they escape. And uh, Bruce Wayne looks at Miranda Tate and says, I can't get you out, um, but I'll never forget you. And she says, I know. So Fox and Bruce Wayne leave, and they're they're trying to go get uh, – they go back to Bruce's cave that was uh, not, the, not the cave or the manor, but in Dark Knight he had that underground – yeah, with the white floor ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. Bunker. Yeah, they go back to the bunker to get his costume and all that stuff. So now this is the that's before that when she says he says I can't get you out right now, and she says he says I'll never forget you. I re- I know. That's the last <laughs> time we ever see Tate until the very end when she pops Bruce Wayne with a huh. with a pig sticker. Okay, so I'm thinking after after the movie I thought. Something hit me in the middle of that, like, there was a big-time continuity error there. She's with Fox, and the bad guys come in. Bane steps on the guy's neck and suffocates him. Blake gets her out. Then they track the bomb. She gets caught along with Gordon. They go to kangaroo court. Bane says, bring her to me. So now Bane has control over, but the very next scene, she's back in the same place with Fox. I thought this has got to be a major editing okay. error, continuity error. But upon reflection, I started to think, no, that was a clue that Bane and her were working together because he says, bring her to me. He kept her from being thrown out on the ice. Yeah. Then. She's back in the in that same area with Fox. Well, but so, she was needed to 
run the computer, wasn't she? I mean, that's why he wouldn't. He needed yeah, her to do something with the computer. He needed because that's why he needed, Bruce Wayne. I mean, that's why she got involved, right? Well, she, he Bane needed Lucius Fox, Miranda Tate, and one of the board members, and that old man volunteered. Right. Okay. So, unbeknownst to the viewer at this point, Miranda Tate's the trigger man. You know, she's got that trigger. But we don't know this when we're watching this. So she gets caught, about to get thrown out on the ice. Bane says, no, bring her to me. And then the very next scene, she's not with Bane. She's back with Fox acting like a good guy. So that should have been a clue right away. That I'm not I'm not making the connection that I you're know, making. I know. So I mean keep I mean keep explaining it. There's no re if Bane's if he says bring her to me and he takes her, why in the very next scene is she free away from Bane and back with with uh, Lucius Fox. There's two options. Either it's a huge continuity continuity error, bad editing mistake. Well, or I mean he says bring her with me, bring so her to she's me with she's, she's with Bane. Well, yeah, but we don't know that at that point. Instead of her dying, he's like bring her to me. Like maybe he wanted her for himself. There's been no indication that they're working together at this point. Right. Then the very next scene she's not with him she's back with fox that right there should have been a red flag to say oh she's obviously not who we think she is because bane just saved her from being thrown on the ice and now she's back with fox acting like a good guy why would bane let her go back there unless he wanted her to go back there you follow me yeah i'm following you it doesn't feel that convincing but i guess i follow you yeah okay it's not i mean it's i i see i see your logic but it's it's not like an aha right, it's and that's my like, point. It's more like a that's my point. It wasn't aha enough because at first I thought this is a huge continuity error. This is a huge editing mistake. How could they possibly have made this huge mistake? It's like they got a couple of scenes out of whack when, when they're doing editing. But I think it was Nolan trying to give us a clue without making it too. Uh, noticeable, obvious, obvious. Yeah. and I. What I'm saying is, I don't think it was obvious enough. It wasn't to me because I thought it was a huge mistake at first, but only after processing it for a while, I started to realize that was probably a clue because of what she ends mm-hmm. up being, and not a, a bad mistake. And my my whole point is, I don't think it was well done because I mean, it made me think it was a a huge continuity error at first. Does she ever talk about her father? Like, remember when they sleep together? And they have that little little lover's moment by the fireplace. She says, oh, he says, you're good at that. She's poking the fire, mm-hmm. right? And she says, uh, well, when you don't have much, when you're not rich, uh, when you grow up without much and you have a fire, that's a, it's a big deal when we could have had a fire. Right. I don't think she ever specifically said anything about her parents or father or anything See, like I that. See, I think that would have been just a nice place yeah. to put something like, you know, my dad taught me, you know, Something that Raja Ghoul said, and Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne could have gone, Oh, I once met a man who believed that way too. Doesn't always work out. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think that would have been a little nicer. Yeah. So my point is, I think he was trying to give us a clue, but it, it ended up not working too well, I don't think. So I just thought that, I mean, that was really odd. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I see what you're saying. It definitely could have been better. Yeah. Um, Luckily, that was just one moment in the film. 
Now, Bill, you said that. Uh, did am I paraphrasing or am I making this up? Did you say you hated it? Or is uh, that no, you're wrong? you're making that up. Okay, what did um, you say? What I said was, um, much like I don't know. For my personal example, I'm going to give you Bob Dylan. You can look at an artist or a piece of art, and you can say, I understand why this is judged to be of a high quality. You know, I understand what goes into this, you know, that the people are appreciating. Um, and it was a well-done movie. It was well-acted. It was clear that there was a lot of passion put into it. Um, but the reason why it got three stars instead of four or four and a half or whatever is because I sat there for two hours and 45 minutes waiting to have some fun. And it never happened. Did you have fun with the first two? Um, it's been so long since I've seen Batman Begins. Um, the, the Scarecrow scene, I just... I would love to have the DVD. I, I came this close to buying it about three weeks ago to Walmart, but the Walmart was out, so I couldn't. Um, I just I, I I don't want to show the kids the uh, the scarecrow, right. the psychedelic scarecrow stuff right. because that's really freaky imagery. So I haven't seen it in a while. That was a really good movie. I really enjoyed Batman Begins from what I remember of it, and the Dark Knight. Um, I did just rewatch it um, within the last week in preparation for seeing this. I had not, as I've referenced in the podcast previously, I hadn't seen that movie all the way to the end since probably I saw it in the theaters. And I'd forgotten that Two-Face was in was in the vast majority of the second half of the movie. I, I just I knew that he was in it, but I'd forgotten that he was a central character. Um, basically, I remembered the Joker. And uh, the Joker was amazing. The Joker, you know, Heath Ledger was so, tra- you know, Here's a, you know, stop the presses. Here's breaking news that Heath Ledger was amazing <laughs> as the Joker, okay? I realize I'm not breaking any ground there, but it had been so long since I'd seen it that I had forgotten how transcendent he was. And you can certainly understand why someone who is basically a method actor could kind of go crazy doing that role. Um, if that role led to his untimely demise, which a lot of people speculate, and that's all you can do is speculate that it did, how, how I did can he see pass? how he uh, overdosed on pills. Um, the belief is that it was accidental, but we don't know. Okay, he had. I mean, he wasn't like he wasn't like uh, you know like '90s Robert Downey Jr. or anything, but he did have a lot of inner turmoil. Um, he's, they said he, uh, um, much like Kurt Cobain, he was kind of an insomniac. He had a real hard time getting to sleep. And they think he just took way too many sleeping aids and just kind of never woke up. I mean, he was found, you know, it wasn't a gruesome scene when he was found. He was just, he just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an OD necessarily. I mean, he wasn't partying, you know, it wasn't, well, he, what, he didn't go like a rock star. What was the actor's name again? I'm sorry. Heath, Heath, Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. He was found, he was found in a New York city hotel room and he just never woke up one day. It was absolute tragedy. Uh, you know, I, I, he was one of my favorite actors. I mean, from a Knight's tale on, I still love that movie. That's, that's, that's one of my guilty pleasures. Like that movie, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just I like a the cool rock movie. and roll music in it. I, I thought that was a neat juxtaposition. Yeah. Gold, golden years during the dance scene. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. At two forty-five p.m. on 
22 January of 08, Ledger was found unconscious in his bed by his housekeeper. Yep. Uh, on the fourth floor loft of his Manhattan apartment. According to police, who arrived at early 3 p.m. Uh, with Ledger... Uh, uh, let's see. Ledger called her his friend Mary Kate Olson to help for help. Yeah. Olson was in... Or, uh, Olson was in California and directed a New York private security guard to go to the scene. Wow. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. 15 minutes after. That was that was part of the, the news when it happened. Um, it's just, you just probably forgot. But yeah, that was no secret when it happened. But uh, toxicology reports, let's see. After two weeks of intense media speculation about possible causes to Ledger's death, um... The examiner's office released a conclusion based on an autopsy of a substance. Uh, Let's see. The report concludes that Mr. Ledger died as a result of acute intoxication as a result of Oxycontin, Hydrocodone, Dazamine, and a bunch of other medicines. (sighs) Cocktail. Holy cow. Holy cow. And then, uh, as you said, uh, he, he suffered from insomnia and anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Maybe he was trying to get over um, Brookback Mountain. I would, I would be interested to see what your thought would be after viewing this movie again, after watching both Batman Begins and Dark Knight before it. Yeah. Because while I love those movies, I would consider the first Bat, uh, Batman Begins. I would consider it closest to being something you could describe as fun. Yeah, and and I understand what I'm going into. Avengers I, was fun. Yeah, I don't need to go in and have fun. Right. You, know? you want an adventure. I'm not expecting wacky. Yeah. You know, okay. no, I'm I not looking you. for hijinks and shenanigans. You know, so, I mean, I realize it's a dark movie with, with dark adult themes, and I, you know, I read the stuff going into it, and I knew that it was going to be a lot of political social treatise and... You know, the examination of man's ability to battle back from insurmountable odds. And, you know, you know and, and of course, the way the, the second... I, I did not remember the way the second movie ended. I did not remember... You know, you guys told me about a month ago um, on the podcast, but I did not remember that he was literally a wanted criminal because he said, you can't do that to Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent has got to be the city's shining right. star. You've got to do it to me. Because I'm the one that can that can take it, basically. Right. I'm the one that's tough enough to take it. You know, Harvey's got to stay the all-American golden boy. And that was really cool, but that last scene, basically, of Batman on the run, on the lamb, you know, I just it kind of struck me as Spider-Man on a very serious note yeah. there. You know, it's like, they're really mad at him. And, you know, for the movie to pick up eight years later was also very interesting. That brings up a question. Yes, that I have. In this movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt said that the last confirmed sighting of the Batman was the night Harvey Dent died. Okay. He said that. I heard him. I was waiting for it in the second viewing, and that's when it was. Because uh, Mike Schwartz and I were having a tr- Twitter conversation the other day. If, and there's two parts to this conversation. If you think about in... Batman's career in the Dark Knight uh, okay at the end of Batman Begins we see that that playing card that has the Joker on it yes you know and that's how we knew we were going to get a second movie with the Joker in it, uh-huh. right? 
And then in The Dark Knight, Gordon said something like, it's been a year since the Joker surfaced. During The Dark Knight? Yes. Wow. So the Joker's reign had been going on for a calendar year. No, it had been a year since he had last surfaced. Like he had been gone for a year. Oh, Batman. So, oh, Batman was only Batman for a couple weeks or a couple months before the end of Batman Begins. Okay. You know, I guess a few months in his training and redefining his mm-hmm. suit and his equipment right. and all that stuff. So then let's give him six months. Okay. Not including all his seven years of being gone, but when he comes back and he first puts on the dark outfit. Yeah. Before he goes to Fox and says, hey, can you make me some wings? <laughs> so he's Batman for six months. Then the Joker shows up, and we don't know how long he was around before he disappeared for that one year that Jim Gordon mentioned at, at the beginning of The Dark Knight. Let's say, let's argue that it wasn't that long that, that the Joker was doing his thing. Let's say, let's give him a year. We okay. don't know. So, okay, so that's a total of a year and a half uh, from the time Batman becomes Batman to when the Joker, quote-unquote, disappears yes. for a year. So, okay, so add on another year for the time he's gone. So that's two and a half years that Bruce has been Batman. Okay. Then the Joker appears, and we have the Dark Knight. Yeah. And that was a couple weeks, maybe. Maybe a week, a few days, how long over long that movie was. Then he yeah. disappears. Batman disappears. So at this point, he's been Batman for two and a half years. Ish. Okay. Then he disappears for eight years. He yeah. comes back. Comes back for a few weeks. Yeah. So he was a tol- he was Batman for a total of ten years as far as chronological time okay. goes. Yeah, yeah. He was only active for Three of those ten years. <laughs> so that's odd to think that Batman was only Batman for ten years. And he only had, what, two or three major battles? You know, well, in the eight years he was gone, the Dent Act took care of all the crime. Mm-hmm. So Batman wasn't needed for eight years. See, that that part bothers me a yeah, little bit. I can why see take, that. Why is it eight years? Why take eight years off? Why can't it be two, three years? Eight years seems like a, just a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know why I they think that chose. was the whole point. I don't was, know why they chose to make it eight years. Yeah. It, it, does, it does seem like a number like that was not just picked out of a hat. Yeah. I mean, there, there was some reason. And I don't necessarily think it was any kind of numerology. I mean, I, maybe, you know. it's, maybe it's for this. Maybe it has to do with my next question, which is, if Batman was only Batman for two and a half years before he disappeared on the night of Harvey Dent's death, he seemed to be functioning physically pretty well. Okay. You know, he wasn't having back problem. He wasn't having yeah. knees with no cartilage. Right. What happened in those eight years to get him in such bad physical shape if he hadn't been Batman for eight years? Is it, uh, and we can only speculate, but is it uh, just lack of exercise? Is it just his body had been so messed up by the Joker that he was just beyond repair? I don't know. Um, you know, I just, golly, but, I just wish it hadn't been that long because that really took, that took, that take, that seems to be a long time for Gordon to be carrying this 
guilt Plus, inside of him. It doesn't sound... And why, after eight years, am I going to decide to tell the truth? It doesn't sound like the Batman that we know from the comics. Batman wouldn't disappear for eight years. Batman wouldn't disappear for a year. I mean, you know, if he's working unless on a case, he was, he's going to work on a case. Unless he was forced to, like yeah. when Batman broke his back in the yeah. comics. But I mean, even then, he has yeah. someone working right, right. under him. It makes so, it a heck of a lot more realistic that, that a, a normal, non-superpowered human could only getting that many fights right you know i mean the comic book batman i mean i guess maybe the new 52 has redefined that but the idea that you know batman has apparently been you know getting into these insane knockdown drag outs you know broken ribs knife wounds in the back you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera concussions you know over and over again for 15 20 30 years and he can still move yeah, you know, I mean, geez, you know, football players, football players can't take that, and he was suffering far worse than. Oh, well, I know, mean, you know, the, he, the worst sports injuries could possibly do. But you know, he's a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's you know. Well, but that's he, the whole he point. Is human, but he. The whole point of the Nolan uh, trilogy, though, is that he was not a superhero. He was a hero. I mean, he was well trained, but you know he. You know, he didn't have. You didn't have to worry about kryptonite. He didn't have a power ring. He had to recharge every twenty. Had to worry hours. about uh, gravity, right? <laughs> he did have to worry about gravity very much. Uh, there, yeah, and um, I think one of my uh, one of my biggest problems seemed like such a, a little minor detail to me, but I just I had a hard time getting over it. Um, just the simple fact that um, that you couldn't see Bane's mouth move. Bane I was watching was, that. You could see his yeah. his Adam's apple moving every once yeah. in a while. But just it it took so much and I understand that's the way the comic book character is. I get it. You know, I understand why they did it. Um but number one, I thought their explanation for why he had to wear that mask was incredibly brief and very flippant. It was. And it just I know. was I didn't catch it the first time. I missed okay. it. The second time It's like that's it. It's like Somehow having this mask on dulls pain for you what or something. Pain. What what had happened? What, what is that? Yeah, it was it was pretty weak. It, what yeah. had happened is when he helped Talia escape. Okay, he was her protector. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they all surrounded him and pulled his his hood off so we could see. Oh, that's Bane. You know, right. he was protecting her. They went to town on him. Apparently. Yes. Because when Rachel Rash, Ghoul came back and found him wrapped up, he had wrapped his face up and it was all bloody and stuff. Apparently they did such a number on him that it jacked him up and yeah. whatever they did, which wasn't specified, yeah. was and, counteracted by this and so mask. Was this so, yeah, mask, it was pretty lame. Was this mask made of magic? I guess. Or it was, did it no, have, I mean, there, there was, was a hissing like, sound, so he was getting gas. I mean... He was getting some type of gas to dull that pain. So if you was remember like, when Talia... After he gets beat up by Batman, yeah. she comes and she very gingerly takes those hoses right. and plugs and them she, back in. And so he's getting this this dulling, pain-absorbing pain, uh, So basically gas. he was Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Yes. That's so cool. Um, and, and Okay, as long as we're just... I'm sorry, you know, just to, to beat, beat up on this movie that was overall pretty good, but it, I was... Um, I was talking about how I thought that um, Nolan did some shoehorning in this third movie, which was just felt kind of unnecessary. The the one thing that really just it wasn't an eye rolling moment necessarily, but it's like 
you know, I guess we knew this moment was coming. I didn't really, it again felt like it was not slapdash, but just, it wasn't treated with the reverence the moment deserved where Batman, you know, when Bane took out Batman the first time, he breaks his back over his knee and he has to go away for a while. And then we have Asriel and right. you know, this and that. And you knew that we weren't going to go that route in this movie. You knew there wasn't going to be an Asriel and you didn't think that, that uh, Blake was going to turn into Nightwing or anything, but I just thought it was handled very weirdly. It's like, I wish they had not done that um, because it seemed like he didn't hurt him badly enough to achieve the effect that that comic book, that the Nightfall, that the Nightfall, you know, had on the character of Batman. Um, but you know, again, how long you saw the movie twice? Maybe three you got better handled. He was three months down the pit trying to recover from his back, from his he was, slip was disc a, or whatever there was a it was. Place when, place when he was doing push-ups. Yeah, and he was watching the television. Okay, and one of the lower thirds said day eighty-seven. Okay, yeah, okay. Of the siege or whatever. Okay. So he it was at least three months. Yeah. Now, I've had two back surgeries. Yes. I wasn't in peak physical condition like Bruce Wayne. Yes. But in three months, yeah. I was moving around pretty good. Okay. Of I course, mean, now, just, he didn't have surgery. He had a rope and gravity. Right. Yes. <laughs> and the one guy pushed it in with his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well, the, and, and that, he was driven, too. you got to remember, he was driven by you know he has to do yeah. something so bane went through this entire sequence and just beat the living snot out of batman i mean beat him almost to death and his great grand coup de gras was to break him over his knee but he really just kind of i don't know he made a disc pop out well you and know then, that- then three months later he's okay again it just it seemed like that wasn't handled with the reverence that I think it should have been. It, it, again, maybe I'm overusing the word, but but that whole sequence of him getting his back broken and then recovering and being okay three months later kind of felt flippant to me. I don't in think a way. Bane wanted to kill Batman. He no. wanted Batman to suffer. Right, and he Bane absolutely could have he could have paralyzed him permanently forever if he'd wanted to. Uh, that seems like a lot worse suffering than just hey, dude, you get a slip disc and. Mm. You know, some, well, some see, witch doctor is going to have to push the disc back in. And you're going to have to spend three months doing sit-ups. In the comic, <laughs> he, he paralyzed him. Yes. And it took a lot for Batman to yeah. come back. Yeah. And he had that lady doctor. Lady Shiva. Hey, yeah. And they, uh, oh, they the have a gray-haired little, lady? Doing? Yeah, didn't they have a little thing? Uh, Leslie Thompson. Leslie he, Tompkins. Thompson. He 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 and his doctor were dating during that time. Well, I there was that. they there had was, a romance. There was Lady Shiva who was kind of like she's kind of like Talia, but not. I, I, she was like a martial artist or something. Okay. But anyway, I'm gonna look up I see what you're saying, and yeah, there was. Yeah, it was different enough that that it was. It just it felt weird and kind of out of place, and and, and it was it was almost inevitable because you knew it was going to happen. I, I would have been surprised if they hadn't done some variation of that story, and again. You know, I kind of want to give Nolan some some extra credit for just being kind of a, between a rock and a hard place on that. Yeah. I think the the answer was don't use the character Bane. He's too scary for kids. I'm, I'm serious. It's like I, I can't take I can't take the Sarge Meister to go what, see it. What other? There's no way. What other Batman villain would you have used that would have pleased and, and children and, that, and adults? At Poison person. Ivy, Mister Freeze, Penguin, Riddler. I realized those guys were used in the Schumacher Burton I got to be honest with you. 
the penguin. Yeah, not a fan of. No, if the Riddler was gonna, you know, as much as I like Jim Carrey, his Riddler was goofy. Yes, the Riddler in the comics is like. He's a crazy homicidal maniac. Yeah. And you got to do it that way in the movie if the, you're going to do it. I think the I, Riddler would have lo- been too Jokerish. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I would have loved to have seen a Dr. Freeze along the, the what Bruce Tim did with yeah. the animated series with yes. him, which is very tragic and very scary. The and Clancy just, Brown, Dr. Free, or Mr. Freeze. Yeah, and you just can't. You know, Chill but out. then. But then you need that whole technology of how he works and stuff. But yeah. maybe liked, you could work around that. I don't know. But I liked Bane in this movie. I I liked Bane they, too. They tweaked it. You know, he wasn't a he wasn't a Venom junkie. Yes, and I do appreciate the fact that he didn't have the. It always made me nuts that the dude has got a pipe sticking into the back of his head. Okay, right. every time you think you can't possibly beat him. You're you're taking your last breath. You reach around. You pull the cord out of the back of his head, and wow! Look, you won again. Right. Good, good job. That is that, good effort. Good job. That, good effort. That is always to get, it's either he pulls it out or he pumps him. He does something. To yeah, the or he pump pumps him so to where he, he gets yeah. so freaked out that right. he hulks out. Those that, are your two options. And with I just Bane. The, the, if if Bane had been one of those that that here, let me pump steroids into my body and my muscles are going to expand before your eyes. I'm glad they didn't do that. That would no. have been that would have been un I, that would have been intolerable. The, the the story it it does have some holes. It does have some gaps. Yeah. There are some character development issues that that did happen here. Overall, though, I still <laughs> like Bane. I mean, Catwoman was a lot of fun. She's yeah. definitely a home run. Hubba yeah. hubba. Yeah. I I hate to I hate to hammer on this movie. So I think this is my last my last negative point. But my my single biggest problem with this movie, the one thing I just could not get past was the idea. That the whole point of this movie was the political aspect of it. The the fact that it was clearly there was the, the idea was that Bane and his people, his his Bolsheviks, were were railing against the one percent. That's absolutely the message this is trying to send you. As they go into the penthouses and they throw the rich people out and they give these 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 residences to the commoners. This movie is you know, very, uh, uh, has that, a right wing kind all, of agenda to it a little bit. Well, too. I mean, it, I an anti-right wing agenda. That well, was all, no, like Bain said, di- theatricality and distraction. I, I maybe no, it was. His, because, well, his main deal was to fulfill Rachel Ghoul's uh, wishes, which was to destroy Gotham and to bide his time and to, to keep, the scent off of him, you know, he was playing the city against each other with this whole, all this political talk, which Bane didn't give a crap about. Okay. I, um, that's the way I took it. Okay. Now, that, that, I, that, it makes it easier for me to take, but, but still, they, they made such, a, you know, they made such a stink about this being them rebelling against an unjust society and it's the 99% versus the 1%. And as soon as Bane got into power, as you have just alluded to, as soon as my biggest problem was the fact that once Bane got into power, all of a sudden it was just status quo. Um, there, there was no talk about. Yeah, you know, I thought the whole idea was we're changing society. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna change the way the world works. We're gonna change the way people deal with each other. We're gonna change the way, you know, rich treats poor. We're gonna change the way money changes hands. You know, we're, this is going to be an an economic and a social revolution. Well, Bane and needed it, an army. Yeah. 
and he used that yeah. what you're saying okay. to rile the people up to get okay. them on him his side to be that army because once he once he turned uh, Gotham into a, a, an island you know yeah. into a literal island with no way to get in or out um, all he did from that point on was just basically sit on his throne the, there was no more the any political discourse from that point on was just non-existent. They, they basically took that thread, that huge major thread of the movie, and just discarded it. It wasn't a major thread. It was just merely Bane's well, way to get an army and to play the city against itself. I mean, I, I'm absolutely okay with your analysis, and uh, um, you know that that would that would give me different a different way of thinking about the movie. But the way I took it, um, listen, listen, awesome, awesome, this is awesome, awesome. This is awesome. Awesome. This is awesome. Even Bane's people are trying to refute my previous statement there. Um, Now, I just, and and I I get what you're saying. I don't have a beef with what you're saying. Um, Again, your explanation uh, makes more sense than than what I got out of the movie. And um, I was interested enough that much like Prometheus, I would like to see this movie again someday. I, I absolutely plan on seeing the movie again someday. Unlike The Dark Knight, I just, I can't imagine, I mean, I'll probably rent it. I don't know if I'd ever buy the movie because I can't imagine watching it enough times to justify that relative cost. But, but, but yeah, I just it kind of made me angry that because I was looking forward. Maybe that's it. Um, maybe I was something I was looking for because I wanted this movie. You know, if it was going to be the movie I thought it was going to be, I wanted it to deal with with these issues of you know a, a new world economy because. This stupid world has changed since 2008. It's changed quite a bit since The Dark Knight came out. And and the idea that Nolan was going to try and deal with this in his own way, I mean, he kind of came off, you know, not necessarily Michael Moorish, but just, you know, clearly the idea that Bane shows up, he's basically liberating uh liberating luxury and giving it to the commoner and the the people who enjoy luxury can just they can just get the heck out and live on the streets. You know, that's a pretty powerful message. It, it's a you know, it's a it's a short sighted message. Well, I mean, it's it's the you whole you can't get away whole, with that necessarily. It's the whole Occupy uh, movement thing. Well, it was the, in, encapsulated yeah. there, and and well, it's it's painted in in a way to where you make the commoners look bad. Well, we saw we saw a Bolshevik revolution in the middle of New and, York City, and then nothing done with well, it no, no, from no, that I'm, point. And I'm not talking about. The revolution part, but I'm talking about yeah. how the how the, the the people who do the revolution are painted. Um, okay, these are criminals. Yes, these are people who've broken out of jail. These are people who who are greedy. These are not people who are looking for equality. These are people who are who are based on greed. Yeah, and that was the part that I thought was that's a that's a I mean that's a weird kind of kind of message because Bain did not rile up the public. He just riled up criminals. Well, it seemed uh, like he was his intention was to get the people on his side. Not I, I would say that, but that was his intention. But and and again, going back to Brad's point, that was never his his uh, his end game. But you know, uh, but okay, the, the the part that he, and and you brought this up about you know what Bane's end game was was to fulfill Raza Ghul's uh, yeah right um, mission. So that begs the question, and I just realized this: Why didn't he just blow up? 
got them in the first place, like from day one. Now I realize for theatrics and for story, you he have wanted to Bruce Wayne that to out. suffer. Yeah, he wanted Bruce Wayne to suffer. But man, you know what? If he had just pushed that button, I think Bruce Wayne would have suffered because he would have seen. You know, he could he have taken. Have suffered. He would have taken Batman out of the equation. He would have. He could have gone back to Gotham and just go, this is for you, Batman, and well, blow up yeah, the city. Yeah, if he and Batman has nothing. If there he wouldn't have been Bruce. any suffering, because that would have been the end of everything. Well, yeah, if, if he had wanted Bruce to suffer, you have Bruce up in the freaking helicopter with you or whatever. When you press the button and you watch the entire island turn into a sheet of glass, and they go, hey, Bruce, nice job protecting the city. Okay, have a nice life. I think they could have done that. Yes. I mean, if you, you know, remember oh, when Hal then Jordan. Then you crack his back, and then you drop yeah, him off like you when, know, in Jersey. When, mm-hmm. when um, yeah. Coast City got destroyed i mean how right. jordan went crazy because he couldn't protect it yeah you know it it could have been an argument on that that's that feels like a little bit of a theatrical move you know in a lot of ways this this movie is feeling more and more operatic it's very epic bold, well this particular movie not the series but this picture movie, the the figuring out of what's going on uh, uh, um blake figuring out that batman is who he is just by looking at him these bold statements just it but nothing to really back it up it's it has an an opera feel to it like you just kind of take it for what it is because people are singing you know you just accept it there's an interesting um i don't know who this guy is i've never heard his website before but a a a website called jaysanalysis.com so you know it's got to be high quality Hmm. um there's an interesting passage here that i would like to read it's one paragraph um Bane leads a literal, all-out communist, Leninist, violent revolution with the siege of Gotham or New York. The violent revolution takes on eerily similar approach to the French Revolution. Having studied the French Revolution in depth in upper-level history courses, I was amazed at the similarities. Bane operates like a Marat, Danton, or Robespierre, first by utilizing terror and freeing the inmates in a move echoing the storming of the Bastille, where the revolutionaries claimed many of the oppressed had been imprisoned by the monarchy, which actually wasn't true. Only a few people were in the old prison. It's true. The Bastille was, it was not like letting millions of people out. Uh, Scarecrow performs the role of revolutionary judge like Robespierre, and I know I'm butchering that name, I'm sorry, sentencing the wealthy to exile or death. In fact, when Bane emerges in the midst of the football game, the camera pans past a section that reads, Red Zone... I think most football fans know that that's not a surprise. Appropriate, though, uh, according to this analysis, given the openly communist nature of Bane. Um, so that analysis, I don't know what it means. You know, I, I'm, I think it backs up what I'm saying, but I don't, I don't have a vendetta to be right about this. I just, I just think it's, it's something that, that in my opinion, um, yeah, I think Nolan. I think Nolan built it up and then didn't let us down easy off it. And the idea that that all this revolution was basically just a sideshow. Um, well, it was makes it easier to take. It was obviously going on in those three months. Yeah, we just didn't get to see it because at that point that wasn't the point of the story. That yeah. wasn't that wasn't the problem. Yeah, I just for a movie that was so serious and lacked so much fun, I I kind of just wish it had dealt with the societal ramifications of something like this actually happening because so much of of the Batman movies have been about, you know, 
have been as realistic as possible considering the source material. That would have just slowed the movie down even more. I really Dude, don't the movie know. was I two really hours, 45 minutes. about policy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I really don't want to know about, you know, ab- well, about governance and, and stuff like and that. And that's fine. You know? And, and you know, that would have been a four-hour movie. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm not asking either. I'm not asking anybody but me to want that to happen. All I'm saying is I wanted that to happen, and I'll bet I'm not alone out there. I, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that that's fine. I just, you know, I just wish, because I think they just need to spend more time massaging yeah. the story because there's just a couple of gaps here and there that that we're nitpicking about, I and mean, it's and we can't seem to get past them. Um, which, you know, I still like this movie. I, I got, I, I, I'm yeah. past them. Yeah. You know, with a couple of those little complaints. Well, I, but, but I mean, yeah, but you see people online. It's just like, oh, it's great, but. And yeah, of course, that's like that with any movie. But it, you know, it seems to be a little heavy-handed with this. Like, I love it, but yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it just it blows me away that this movie is going to make amazing coin. I mean, is this movie is going to make bank, bro? I'm not amazed at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, considering you, the run, considering the amazed? run, considering the run time, the considering run time, the heavy-handedness of the look story, look up how long the two dark hours night forty-three was. minutes. By the way, um, Titanic that was like a three-hour movie too. I know. That made bank. Yeah, look it up did. how much how long Dark Knight was. And you know what? Titanic was no more fun than the Dark Knight Rises. You know how I'm always. Uh, I'd rather see the Dark Knight Rises if you asked me. If you said, "Hey, dude, Theater One, Titanic." Theater 2, Dark Knight Rises. You know which theater I'm going to? I'm going to see Dark Knight again, bro. Uh, also, Avatar. That was a long movie, too, and that yeah. broke records, too. I, it's not so much the length that you have to worry about, oh, about I mean, whether it's the- going to make money. It's just it's the distribution of it, and it's you know how it holds up weekend to weekend to weekend. You know, if this can stay on number one for the next three weekends, it's going to make... Yeah. The Lord of the of Rings money. movies were three hours long apiece. They yeah. made plenty of money. Yeah. It's like, I, I understand that... That an epic length movie can make money, but hundred and fifty two minutes. The okay, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Okay, that's two hours thirty one minutes. This is two hours forty three minutes. So, yeah, not that not that huge difference. It was almost twelve minutes longer. Yeah. You want to round up to fifteen? I um, you know, and and my only thing with it is that I don't think I saw Batman. I don't think I saw Dark Knight. A second time, just because I, I don't want to spend three hours in the theater for something I've already seen. You know, I'll wait for it to yeah. be on cable. Or something. Well, and okay, that's part of it. Um, did people go well, back? That's me. S- yeah. Did people go back and see the Avengers multiple times? Of course, I'll bet people, they did. Yeah. Did people go back and? I mean, clearly, people went back and saw the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises multiple times, or wouldn't have made the money it did, and we think it's going to here. But many of the people you know, are they going to go back and see that movie again? You did. I get Brad that. Brad. I'll probably go and see it a third time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some people at work saying they wanted to go see it again, whatever that means. I you mean, know, whether I they do or not, I don't know. But. I wouldn't mind going to see it. Maybe, I don't know, at the Dollar Theater or something. But, uh, um, and I I do kind of wish that, uh, that there was a true IMAX screen uh, where I could have gone and seen the movie. Uh, there are a couple in the Dallas-Fort Worth market, but neither of them are within any kind of realistic driving distance. I am not an IMAX guy. Well, and uh, did I show you guys the article? Um, it was basically talking about LIMAX, how a real IMAX, uh, a real IMAX screen is like 95 feet or 97 feet from side to side, and like 52 feet tall. I think you mentioned and that what before. We've got, what we've got, the IMAX screen we've got at uh, 635 and uh, Webb Chapel is like 
no more than two thirds that size. Pardon me while I say hi to the wife. It's um, yeah. I mean, the only the only reason I'd want to see an IMAX movie is if it's like one of those cool nature films or something like that. Something that's kind of I don't want to see a narrative that way. Right I on. mean, that's that's too long, and it's it's um. I think Jim Dietz saw this movie in one of those wraparound IMAX uh-huh. screens. Uh-huh. It's even the ones that aren't wraparound but that are just big that I have to like literally turn my head from side to side. Yeah, I'm I don't not care a fan for that. of that. It may it may be age, I don't know. I just don't you know, I just want to I just want to sit in a nice comfortable chair and enjoy the movie. I'm gonna pause this while he's talking to the wife because I want him to be a part of this next thing we talk about. Okay. <laughs> Holy podcast, what was that? Now is this it was just a just I, a quick break. I mean I wonder is this you know, because like at the time, you know, when Superman 2 came out, I was all over it. And this is too much analysis. What are you referencing? What you're doing right now? Don't reference it. <laughs> We're recording. Are we recording yes. now? Okay. All right. Should we start over? No, we don't have to start over. Three, two. I'll edit myself. <laughs> nah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, don't worry about it. So we got some uh, viewer. Uh, while you're working. But on I that, would like to, uh, I, I would like some analysis of these choices. But While you're yeah. working on that project. <laughs> I'm going to read read this email from All right. Liz Hill, BDS Murph. <laughs> fantastic. This was a fantastic movie and an awesome am I recording? Yes. And an awesome wrap up to the whole Batman trilogy. As much as I love the original Batman, I was really excited when Nolan took this character and turned him down a very dark path. I remember sitting in the theater for Batman Begins and being absolutely fascinated because it was so far from the campy goodness that we got from Adam West. I feel like so many superhero movies have an overall feel of things will turn out okay. A feel of, quote, things will turn out okay, unquote, even when the plot is headed in the other direction. With Dark Knight Rises, I'll be honest, I wasn't entirely sure that Batman would prevail in the end, and I wasn't sure that I wanted him to either. Not that I really wanted the citizens of Gotham to get blown to smithereens. I just It just seemed like having a happy or uplifting ending after the whole saga seemed a little bit incongruent with the overall tone of the trilogy. Uh, sidebar here. We never did talk about the end. Maybe we can comment on that later. The way it ended. <clears throat> yeah, let's. Well, let's let save for the end of the show. Okay. I don't really know much background about Batman. I've only Good. really read Year One and The Long Halloween, so most of my knowledge comes from the original series, the Adam West show, and the Arkham City video game. Because of this, I'm not very familiar with many of the villains or many of the auxiliary characters like Blake. Uh. Just so you'll know, Liz, Blake was an invention for this movie. I'm surprised she didn't see the Tim Burton or even the George Clooney or. Valkyrie. I wonder. I wonder, Liz. Let us maybe know she, if you maybe if, she forgot about those. Yeah, let us know if you saw the Tim Burton Michael Keaton movies. There were so many elements in this movie that took me by surprise, and I never felt like I could see things coming before they happened. I was convinced that the child crawling out of the well was Bane up until they revealed that it was actually Talia Al Ghul, and I believe Talia to be just a rich environmentalist up until the second she stabbed Batman. Maybe I just didn't pick up on bits that were being left for us throughout the movie, but regardless, it made for a great experience since I was totally shocked when it happened. I'm right there with you. I'm in the same boat I, as I you was, were. I was the same way. I mean, it. You know, clearly that's what Nolan, it was a red herring. Nolan sure. wanted you to think it was Bane and have no doubt that it was. Yeah. I had no doubt that it was. I was totally I was totally shocked. I was awed. It was just in retrospect. I go, oh, I wish they'd give me a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I truly enjoy the scenes between Bruce Wayne and Alfred as well. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a sappy person and I cry at everything. I admit I cried in Captain America and most recently at Amazing Spider-Man. Well, the interactions between Bruce and Alfred culminating in Alfred's leaving were no exception and naturally I got terribly weepy 
when I realized that it was breaking Alfred's heart to watch Bruce in his downward spiral. Spiral. You're breaking my heart, Master Wayne. <laughs> One thing I did notice, though, was that I found Bane to be fairly hard to understand. There were a couple of occasions when I honestly couldn't figure out what he had said. Uh, when we had kind of touched on that, he was compared to the first time we ever heard his voice and it's like a preview or something. I think they really tweaked it and they talked he, about that. Yeah. He ended up being much easier to understand for me. There was maybe one line in the movie that I couldn't catch. Of course he became much easier to understand. The, the one thing I did like about this is that it forced you to concentrate and listen to yeah. him. You could hear him. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, you can't be watching this movie passively. Yeah, especially with Bane. You have to be intrigued with it. And right. I think that was very smart on Nolan's part. Uh, also, did they ever really cover what the mask was that Bane was wearing? I got that it had something to do with a painkiller maybe, but other than that, either it wasn't disclosed or I totally missed the explanation. We nope. talked about that earlier. Yes, it was made of magic. My only other slightly negative thought on this was the ending. I found it to be slightly cheesy that we were left with the image of Alfred sitting in the cafe in Florence and looking up to see Bruce and Selina like he had always imagined. I think that some ambiguity in the ending would have been a little better for me since, again, the majority of the trilogy was so dark and emotionally draining to have it end on a corny note like that somewhat took away from the overall feel. I happen to disagree with that. Because it was so dark, I liked. I like happy endings. I, I believe in happy endings. I respectfully and, disagree also. Okay. I'm with you, bro. I liked the way it ended. I liked the non-ambiguity of the yeah. whole. Although I, I read somewhere that... Um, uh, Someone postulated that it was possible that um, that that was not a hallucination, but that Alfred that that was kind of a daydream. I and think they're confusing this movie with Inception. <laughs> okay, you know what? Uh, but I like that idea. I, I really do. It's a. Uh, I, I don't. I'm. I, I don't I, either. I felt that. Okay, now I don't have to drive into a bridge abutment on my way home <laughs> because he got you know. Yeah, the, everybody got a little bit of peace at the end of this. Thank you. Yeah, I think I you know, think the, the sun came up at the end of the movie. Thank goodness. I think someone had said, you know, how could a Batman survive a an atomic blast oh. with five seconds left? And and the, the one answer I heard that I loved the most, he goes, well, he's Batman. Right. He's going to yeah. figure it it's, out. It's the same way Indiana Jones can yeah. survive a <laughs> nuclear blast in a refrigerator. It's because he's Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. I, I counted the seconds. Uh -huh. It's nine or ten seconds from the time, the last moment we see Batman. Right. Well, and do they see Batman? Do you see Batman, you know, like, do you see an over-the-shoulder shot of Batman with the clock in front of him? No, it's two separate or do you shots. Just, you see Batman, and then you see the clock, so Batman isn't necessarily in the helicopter. Guys, we're talking seconds and atomic blast. Well, we're okay. also talking, he's One very second. close. <laughs> well, Batman, he could Ten easily... seconds to five seconds. He could have gotten out. If he was under the water, then the it blast it, wouldn't necessarily have taken him it out. It made it look like he was flying the bat. Yeah. It showed him... Uh, let me think. I'm trying to remember the sequence of events. There was a, there was a shot of him, and then there was a shot of the clock. And once the clock started counting down, I counted nine or ten seconds before it exploded. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's say he hits the eject button. Well, I can't tell you how many times in Star right. Trek they've had like the ship's <laughs> going to blow in ten seconds, and right, so I exactly. start going ten, <laughs> nine. Yeah. Eight as they're cutting between this and that, and you know Kirk's searching, and this is happening, and it's never just ten seconds. Okay, it's always seventeen seconds right. or twenty-one seconds or whatever. So, 
Yeah, you, you got to give a, a little bit of... Uh, Could have been know. truncated storytelling. Yeah. Truncated. Certainly. She finishes up by saying, but all in all, this was a fantastic movie, and I'm a bit sad that we won't get any more from Nolan in this universe. Yeah. However, I would agree with that. However, I guess there is a possibility for someone else to come in and pick up with Robin Blake. Mm. I'm going to give Dark Knight Rises four, out, four and a half out of five. I hope that they don't pick up with Robin Blake. Me too. I liked the way it ended. Yeah. I don't think I want to see what the next Batman looks like. I just want to imagine it. That I just want to like, dream about it. That would be like another Indiana Jones movie with nothing but Shia LaBeouf as Mutt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, know, without and, and that well, but that that was the rumor, wasn't it? After this one, was that Shia LaBeouf yeah. was going to take over the, yeah. the reins? But let's leave it as is. Of people. Batman? No, of um. Of oh yeah, Indiana. it seemed yeah. like they were probably trying to set that up, but right. I don't know that that also seems like fanboy drooling too. You know what? Wait ten years, reboot it, do whatever you want, and do Batman Beyond. I yeah. think, as a final note on on my feelings for this movie and the trilogy in general. I think this movie was strong enough, and I liked it almost as much as I liked the other two, that it makes the entire trilogy probably my favorite trilogy, movie trilogy okay. of all time, more so than the first three Star Wars movies. And we all know how much we love Star Wars. That's but I can't say that I love Return of the Jedi as much as I love A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. The, the gap in my feelings towards... Uh, those three movies, the three Star Wars movies, are wider and they vary when compared to the three Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, there, there's a there's a very small bowl of of trilogies that you can pull out of that are great. Yeah. We okay, this could and, be that could be a show. By yeah. the way, our top five trilogies. I, I like mean, it. I like it. Okay. I mean, uh, Lord of, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wait, save it for the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Save it for the show. All right, we'll do trilogies yeah. next, we, we next desperately, week. We'll do best trilogies. We, we desperately need content, so uh, yeah, I think we should do that. Man. Along the same <laughs> line, Johnny M sent us an email. He says, gentlemen and Brad, Dark Knight Rises was badass. I'm sure during your show you will all rank the uh, all three Nolan Batman movies. We kind of have, kind of didn't. He says, but that's just lazy. What I want to hear from you instead is for you all to give your top five superhero movies ever. Now that Avengers and Dark Knight Rises have both been released, I said top five, no excuses, no ties, no point fives. I'm looking at you, McGonnell. Hey! John's top five list is starting from five going down to one. Blade 2, Iron Man 2, Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and The Dark Knight. Frank, okay. what's yours? Wow. Okay, starting from five to one. Yeah. Mystery Men, two, Iron, or four, Iron Man, three, Batman Begins. Two, Spider-Man 2, number one, Dark Knight. Okay. Dang you, Frank. What? Thunderstealer. Do yours. I didn't put these uh, five through one. I That's just... the whole point. Okay, five fine. Five through one. All right. All right. Rank them. Here you go, then. Uh, number five. It's like we're in kindergarten with this guy sometimes. No, he, he asked for top five. Did he, did, he, did he specify that it had to be five, four, three, two, one? That's the well, whole top point five. of a top five. All right. top and five. he gave five. his. All right. Hey, five. can you give us five in just Fine, any order? Go. Number five, Iron Man. Number four, Mystery Men. I thought I was going to score with that one. Well, sure. no, it's a, I mean, it's a great superhero movie. Okay. Uh, number three, Dark Knight. Okay. Number two, X-Men First Class. Mm, very good. Nice. Number one, Avengers. There's my list. That's off the top of my head. Very good. Uh, there are a number of honorable mentions oh, in yeah. there. But I could have done I guess a top I'll, 
Yeah. I could have gone a top ten list easy. Yeah. But I guess I'll I'll let that you know yeah. I'll let that my percolate. top five. Number five, Iron Man. Number four, Spider Man two. Yep. Number three, Dark Knight Rises. Number two, Avengers. Number one, Dark Knight. Cool. So two Dark Knight. What yeah. was your number one? Avengers. Avengers. And see, number five could easily have been Batman Begins, but I had to make a tough choice. Yeah. And I picked Iron Man because, dang it, I love that movie. Well, I can't believe I left uh, Sp- Spider-Man 2 or even The hey, Amazing Spider-Man off the list. That's what I can't believe. 10 lists I are for. I can't believe I left Blade off that list. Um, I considered putting X-Men 2 in that yeah. list. Yeah, so that, that, that's what kind of uh, made my ears perk up when Johnny M said Blade 2 because that's yeah. a good movie but for me I thought Blade 1 was just a was just a riot it, of, yeah of a, it was kick it, butt time it was one of those just mm-hmm. kind of came out of nowhere yeah this is awesome and pardon it's, my language uh, kick ass uh, might have been a, on a, a list of mine it might be mm-hmm. on a top 10 list that's a, you don't have to agree yeah, no I'm not trying to convince you no which um, is good apparently that Nailing them down to five is difficult. A top ten, yeah. Glad it wasn't a top not, three. It's that not necessarily impossible. difficult. Like for me, there's a definite top five, but I I want to give love to those other two or three movies. I know. And and only mentioning five feels like I'm betraying myself. You know, it's like I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Top five, but in addition, honorable mentions. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like I'm sorry, Spider-Man yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Golly, you know, uh, and Spider-Man two and Dark Knight were, they're pretty. Together, they're pretty close because I yeah. think Spider-Man Two is just uh, downright. It, it's like yeah. one of my favorite superhero movies. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you you don't have you don't have any of the buildup of who Spider-Man is. You just go into that action, you meet the villain, yeah. and it's just go 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 go. Well, and part of it too is 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 this list, and I kind of I I did a hybrid. I did a little of each, but is this list the five best superhero movies in your opinion, or the five uh, most fun, uh, or or your what five favorite? Say? He movies? says your top five superhero movies ever yeah okay. so he said. doesn't specify whether you're talking what you think because you know i think the dark knight rises is a better movie than mystery men but if you sat me down right now today and said watch one of these two movies i do want to see dark knight rises again i do want to give that a second chance or a third chance or whatever but i would probably throw in the mystery men uh disc i mean I, me, I i want to watch all the i'd listen to my movies that mm-hmm. i do not mind watching repeatedly, yeah. and I would have a good time watching them again. Yeah. That's where Mystery Man comes in. It's a comedy, I know, but it's funny. It's tongue in cheek. It's not. It's so it's, dang it's, underrated, it's man. Over, it's over the top, but it's fun, <laughs> and and it's it just kind of well, it, it makes you feel good watching. There are it. so many great moments in that movie. Yeah, I shovel well. <laughs> Let me read part of Dennis Pooh's email he sent us a few days ago. Yes. Um, Sorry, Dennis couldn't be with us, by the way. Oh, happy birthday, Alex. Oh, yeah. Oh. Today's his, his birthday, right? That's his son, five years old, um, Chuck E. Cheese. He says he liked the the flashbacks and the cameos as well. Oh, that reminds me. I just had that one other thing, and I'll do it quick. Okay. Uh, he liked flashbacks and cameos as well as the new characters. He's referring to, obviously, the flashbacks to the uh, Batman Begins movie when we see Bruce's father coming down the well. Why do we fall? Yes. So we learn to pick ourselves up or whatever. Um, he says, hard to me, hard for me to remember a movie reaching back and moving forward, tying things up as completely as this, as competently as this. Uh, he said, along the same lines of what you just said, I thought the second installment was a better movie, but I liked this one best. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I was car shopping a while back. A Honda Civic 
is a better car than the Volkswagen Bug in terms of power, handling, efficiency, and reliability, but I picked the Bug because it was more fun and I liked it better. I hope the fancy box set of the Blu-rays comes in a small Wayne Manor with a tiny <laughs> Batmobile. <laughs> Sweet. You guys know I have... have Hot Wheels. One of my complaints with movies is when they put... W- quote-unquote well-known actors into small parts it kind of takes me out of a movie yeah this yeah. movie was loaded with those guys if i said where was c thomas howell in this movie he wasn't but That's why are you thing. gonna why are you gonna cast lieutenant jim dangle from reno 911 as the <laughs> yeah. doctor in this movie <laughs> I know. and have him not make a joke that was i kept amazing, waiting for the punchline <laughs> so that that was like oh come on christopher <laughs> nolan why would you do that to me and he had um, what like three seconds of screen time yeah. i mean it was one of those where it's like that's him what oh he's gone do you guys remember the character on lost name Goodwin? he was posing as one of the tail tail ends of the the tailies uh, i yeah. remember that but he turns out i remember he, those characters turns but out he was another yeah. he was he was uh the congressman that uh got drunk and catwoman took him to the bar okay yeah that was Goodwin from lost okay um, there was an actor from Game of Thrones in here. He was the CIA guy at the beginning that pulled the mask off of Bane. He was the the actor's name is Aiden Gillen, okay. the most incompetent CIA guy yeah. ever. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Hey, that's a Game of Thrones guy." And of course, Matthew Modine. Now he his yeah. is a little easier to swallow because it was a major character who had right. more recurring parts. Uh, the leader of the boys' home. Did you guys recognize that guy? The gray haired guy. Nope. His name was Chris Ellis. He's a character actor. I've seen him all over the place. Um, the marshal. No, I beg your pardon. He played a mark. Remember the okay? You remember the marshal that that was escorting Kate back from Australia yeah, to the states? Barely. The the U.S. marshal. Yeah. I, I remember that role for sure. He was in this movie, okay. in The Dark Knight Rises. He had a small bit part, but mm. I recognized him. I was like, where have I seen him? William Devane as the president. Yeah. Why are you gonna get? Somebody so well known. Well, he was the. No, I'm uh, afraid I don't know William. Devane. He was who, the. Who um, he was the president of the United States that was in this movie. He was yeah, the secretary. I mean, saw him on TV. He was the but secretary of defense in 24. Okay. That he was. Yeah. He, he was kidnapped and that's yeah, what I meant. for okay. ransom. They had to rescue him. And then the last guy, uh, the warden at Blackgate, when the warden and a guard were escorting Selena Kyle in. Okay. And he's like, "Are we sure we're going to put her in here with the general population?" And she grabbed that one. Uh, inmates' hands, and she's like, "Hey, you want to hold my hand?" And she does like a three sixty while she's holding the guy's hands. Yeah. And the the warden goes, uh, "She gonna be just fine in here." Well, his name is Wade Williams, and he was a he was one of the, a prison guard in the show Prison Break. You oh know? my gosh! So I just more and more and more of these kept coming at me. I was like, "Okay, no. just stop it with these people I know." <laughs> okay. So anyway, I just had to point that out. You need to watch less TV. I know. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. That's funny. You know. Major roles, I get it. I could buy Matthew Modine, but the smaller roles with all these people that I that have kind of recently been in the pop culture, I'm just yeah. like, why do that to me? Why, Tom Thomas Lennon? I love Tom Lennon. Don't get me wrong, Reno 911, oh, Jim great. Dangle. But why put him in this movie if you're not going to let him crack a joke? He was amazing in the state too, which I still think is the the greatest um, modern sketch comedy show that we've had. Are you going to tell us about the music? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, we've heard that a million times. Would you like me to? Uh, there were other comments that we got on Twitter and stuff. Like, make eye contact with me, Will. It's okay. Mike Schwartz's favorite of the three <laughs> movies was uh, Batman Begins. He liked this movie, uh, but he started to have second thoughts about some things. Um, overall, I'm happy with it. 
I'm, let's I'm, rank. Let's rank the Batman movies now. Oh, uh, we, we're not supposed to. We did. No, our Johnny. Well, we did it with John. To. Come on, let's do it. We can do it ourselves. Okay. Well, you I know, don't, as far as my list, I would have to say, um, the my favorite would be Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises, and then Batman Begins. But they're so all dang. So I know. Close. They're, they're close. They're very close. Mine would be from three to one. Would be Dark Knight Rises. Um, Batman Begins, and then number one is The Dark Knight. Okay, yeah, that's my list too. Okay. Yeah, and and they're just really close. You just have to you just have to number them. It's just it's like a, you know when you do that with the Star Wars trilogy, it's usually one or two or the first, and then three is always a distance. Return of the Jedi is always three. Yeah, the <laughs> the gap between Return of the Jedi and the other two is much yeah. greater yeah. Than, than any of the Nolan Batman movies are with each other, yeah. for me specifically. So it's a good series. It's yeah. I think it's going to last. You know, It'll be interesting to see if they ever make a Justice League movie, how that's going to, uh, what the new Batman will be. Quick comments on the Superman trailer. Impressed? Uh, uh, interested. Um, I'll definitely be there to see it if Bit not lackluster. opening day. Um, well, it it was odd that it it seemed like I, I this is not an original thought. I, I read this somewhere, but it just struck a chord with me that uh, it seems like uh, Terrence Malick directed it. <laughs> That's funny. He was just so pastoral and yeah, you know, just well, it, it, it was odd because it looks like Zack Snyder. It does not look like a Zack Snyder movie, and I think that's um, you know it does not look like a video game. You know, it doesn't look like Three Hundred at all. Now, did you see that sneak from uh, yes, from I San did. Diego, which was that very was bad. hard to watch, right. man. As the autofocus it, kept it was, kept but going there was some really interesting stuff. Oh in yeah, there. yeah, there absolutely was, and, um, and that's I, I more wish... along the lines of the Three Hundred Zack Snyder that were. I still don't see here. why Superman's fishing. Uh, you know, I just strike one. <laughs> yeah, I, I number one. I don't want to make not a fisherman. I don't want to make and number mis- two. Refer to number one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> when it doubts you, rule number one. That's awesome. Um, I don't want to make the mistake with uh, Man of Steel that I d- did with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And and again, it was the marketer's fault. They did it to us. Um, it seemed like a crappy idea when it first came out, but then it grew on me, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. So I'll hold out hope that that could happen with uh, Man of Steel. I mean, you know, geez, we've had uh, we've had five, uh, we've had four Superman movies now, and how many of them were decent? Superman two was pretty awesome, but again, it was so Superman dated. Two, it was so dated, though. I mean, if you go back and this look at it, we're decent. Brad, Brad disagrees with me. I'm hoping uh, that Brad Milo will finally get a good Superman. Movie. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I at the at the time, I really did love the original Superman. As I watch it. As I got a little older, maybe not so much. Superman 2 was a lot of fun again yeah. as a kid. And I think it holds up a little bit, but there's some campiness to it that is just, for me, takes me out of it. And then Superman 3 and 4. 4 is an utter disaster, which the only <laughs> re- the only reason to watch it is because it's such an amazing car wreck that you just you have to stop and look. Well, the, the third movie is... It's like watching, um, it's like watching Conquest, the Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah, the, the fifth, the fifth Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, you can tell the budget is so low, and they've got yes. such big ideas, but the studio did not give them half the budget they needed. You know, and you just you basically yes. felt sorry 
you know, for the production company that, that had to make this thing on the shoestring budget it got. And then Superman Returns was just, it, it just missed. Well, it, it was, was just, a miss. It's just Brian Singer tried too hard. Again, um, I watched Superman Returns. Uh, thank goodness. It's been uh, probably a year since Zoe has wanted to watch it. Thank goodness. Because much like, much like this movie we just talked about tonight, I... I watched that Superman Returns, which felt like it was four hours long, and thought, could this movie just be fun a little bit? No, this movie is creepy. Number the movie hey, is just you know creepy. What? I, I, I'm not even, uh, the whole stalker Superman, that part doesn't, uh, I'm not even bothered by that. It is yeah. the freaking Le- Lex Luthor cannot get past real, real estate. estate. Yeah. Please, Lex Kevin, Luthor, have, do something other than, than wanting to. Say what you will. About that, Kevin Spacey was really good. Kevin that Spacey was fine, amazing. Man. But the stupid real estate thing yeah. is just, come on, take over the planet, kill people, ransom money, yeah. you know, uh, get be bitter towards Superman and, and just want to be his equal and just because you want to. Don't freaking, you know, want to sell a house. Or by well, Australia, the, uh, or just uh, <laughs> no, he wanted to make Australia out of out of you know he out of to make all Australia those movies, too. All he wants is land. Oh, you know, after watching Superman Returns, I I couldn't stop wondering, and I don't think I've ever voiced this to you guys. I couldn't stop wondering if Kevin Smith's Superman would have been a better choice. Hmm. You know, for a long time he was yeah. linked with yeah. you know doing it. I mean, that was going to have Brainiac. That was yeah. going to be you know I I it I would have been. Kevin Smith would have been a comic book. Kevin uh, uh, Singer uh, tried to make a Dark Knight type serious yeah. movie out of it that just happened to have a superhero in it. You know what really cheesed me off about Superman Returns was the Super Baby. Yeah, that well, was just, just the El Domo. Well, just the whole. I mean, the the stupid subplot with Lois's smoking and and just it, just, it wasn't fun and and the. The kid, it was telegraphed that kid was Superman's. Yeah. It was that was never a surprise, you know. At least Nolan pulled off some good, you know, some good gotchas. You know what? That was Talia, not not Bane. Holy cow, you know. Uh, and it just, I just, the movie was just, oh, God, what train wreck. You know, uh, going back to to Brad's point about Kevin Smith's Superman. Yep. Um, I never I, read any plot about that or anything so you know if you search youtube there's a video of him giving a synopsis of how he pitched the story and okay. what his pitch was. it's worth looking for just like cool. kevin smith's it's about 10 minutes long worth watching but uh and at the time i bet you we would have really loved it but i don't think it would have held up very well i think because of uh would based been, on what we've heard about the story poppy, plot stuff, maybe well i don't think the effects would have held up very well because brainiac was going to be involved and i just don't at the time, I'm sure we would have loved it. Yeah. I don't think it, it would have just... I think it would have looked very dated. Okay. Just because the effects just weren't there at the time. Now, we're talking... Uh, when would he have made this? Well, that, that would have been it would have 90... Been before 2000? Singer, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. talking 2000. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, they were there was talk of Dallas being um, um, Metropolis. I hadn't heard that. Holy yeah. cow! That that they would they would film some of the movie here. I mean, that's back when. Um, who was it? Uh, who was J.R. Ewing? Shooting? No, no. Who was the uh, Bobby uh, Ewing? Oh, Nicholas Cage had been cast. To oh be, my There was gosh. talk of him oh, being Superman. Wow! It was around that time. 
Right. That, <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, wait. Are you guys selling penis mightiers? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's the... Uh, um, I, I've heard this uh, clip a couple times. Uh, is it Nicholas uh, Nicholas Cage in the cage on Saturday Night Live with uh, was it uh, Liam Neeson? Yes. God, that is funny. Yeah, it was um, somebody doing a Cage impression. I think was it okay? Because yeah. I've only I've heard it on the I've heard the clip on the radio a couple times, and I, I wish I could. I just I sat there and I thought to myself, that is good writing. I mean, it was funny, but um, oh, it was good writing. Um, you know, I, I tend to, like, with casting news and yeah. stuff like that, like Nicolas Cage being Superman, uh, sounds like a bad idea. But then again, when I heard Michael Keaton was going to be Batman in that first Batman, I thought, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman, I got, uh-uh. You know, I don't care for the movie that much anymore, but that was a pretty good performance. Okay. I so I, I, I tend to kind of let let the professionals do their job because they usually see things that we don't. Now, you know... um, and Val Kilmer, he was a he was a pretty okay Batman. The story stank, but uh, he was okay. <laughs> George Clooney was just a, George Clooney was George Clooney. He was not Bruce Wayne. He was not Batman. He he's was George taking, Clooney. He's taking responsibility for killing the franchise. <laughs> yeah, he should. Will you help me? I don't. I don't oh, put so much it. the blame on him as I as I do on Joel Schumacher. Yeah. And the nipples. Yeah. The nipples. I think is what right. really killed it. Exactly. Well, I, I, I mean George Clooney. To put him in that role, I, I want you to think about George Clooney and how much he, all the movies he's been in. He has a certain character that he plays, which is himself. He does it, and it, he does it very well. Much like Humphrey Bogart, much like Woody Allen, they're never going to stray from that. You know what you're going to get with those characters. So, why would you put him in that role other than he was the hotness at the time? It's the only yeah. reason. Yep. All right, I think. I'm done. It's late. Unless How long is wanna, this show? Unless people want to get in the cage with Liam Neeson. It's over an hour and a half. That's worth it. Uh, there may be a hiccup in the scheduling of our show in the next couple of weeks, so if there is, just uh, bear with us, and that's all we'll say. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Anybody want to get in the cage? <laughs> um, you don't have to. There, there's no right answer. No, but I've got it right here. Yeah. Jeez, it was funny. Okay, yeah, Google search for uh, Get in the Cage of Nicholas Cage, Liam Neeson, and uh, it's on NBC.com. Anything else you guys wanted to say, mention? Weekend talk update, about? Get in the Cage with Liam Neeson. I had a, um, I, I could say for the next show, I had a, um, I had a, a top five or a bottom five list of Well, we're only the, doing the worst, one show tonight. Yeah, of the worst places to listen to Half Hour Wasted. But it doesn't really go with the Dark Knight Rises uh, thing, so I don't know if that's a good idea. It hasn't stopped us before. Want to hear it, Frank? That's a good point. Let's do it. It's a really then good we're point. Out. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do you need production music? I would like some production music this time. I still feel wronged by the, my lack of production music on my last. Well, one. I gave you some. Um, I gave you some. Uh, what was it Crystal Method? Did you put some in and post? No, I gave you some. It was while silent we were... during my t- during my. Uh, oh, I my thought I gave you some. List. No, that was that's the production. I I realized that the fact that you know either that's what made it even funnier, or it desperately needed production music and it was a disaster because it didn't have any. I personally think that it was it was a stroke of genius and that I was wronged. But uh, but hey, that's just me. You know, I'm uh, I, I got confidence. 
<sighs> so you want to hear it? Hang on, let me get this. Yes, production please. Music. I would love just to touch production music. And this is the uh, this list. This is the last five places you want uh, you should be listening to Half Hour Wasted. All right, how about a little? Little Primus, <laughs> little music bed. Coming in the hamburger train. All right, you know what that's from? No, I don't. That's Cheech and Chong. You're the guy from the hamburger, hamburger train, train, right? That's Pee Wee Herman, man. He began the show tonight. That was Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Let me hear this. Are you again. serious? It was, it was, it was Paul it Rubens. It was not Pee Wee Herman. All right, hang on. Here we go. I can kind of hear that. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely fine. Wow. I didn't know okay. that. They get under a table and begin to do lots of illicit substances okay. and stuff. So um, the top five places you shouldn't listen to Half Hour Wasted. Number five is on the toilet. Okay. Because let's face it. Do you really want to get fecal bloom on your iPod? You know what happens? They they talk about that happening to, to toothbrushes. And, you know, that's why one reason they say you should change your toothbrush out, you know, at least once a month. To I'm eliminate, not even going to. To eliminate so much fecal bloom. Ah, stop it. Go to number four. Okay. Uh, number I'm, I'm four. Did, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's okay. Go. No, uh, number four is um, during takeoff and landing. You know, unless you want them to go... Right, you know, because Alec Baldwin. Right, because it's against the law now. It would be, yeah. You don't want to crash the plane. That's very good advice. Wasted. That very would good be, advice. That'd be a bad idea. That would be uh, one of the worst places you could listen to half hour wasted. I would agree. Is during day off and landing. So, and this this is not necessarily supposed to be comedy. This is this is advice for me Did you hear to that? the listener. It's like a million iPods turning off right there. Right, and then a flush sound. Okay. okay. Um. Uh. Number three. Of uh, the worst five places you could listen to Half Hour Waste is at a screening of The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, we wanted to tie in, but mainly it's because it's going to be so quiet in that theater that any sound would make people turn around and, and stare at you. And you would be laughing, depending on what part of the show you were listening to, and then you would stick out like a sore thumb. People and think then you're laughing at the and then movie. The yeah. usher with a flashlight would shine his light in your eyes, and you go, "Dude, what's up?" And then he'd go, "Hey, get out." You go, "But I'm listening to Half Hour Waste. I'm having fun because I'm not having fun at this movie." So I'm having fun now in this movie with Half Hour Wasted. And the guy goes, "I don't care. Get out." So you go, "Fine." Hey, Frank, look, I can actually see <laughs> them. I can actually see them shutting their iPods off. <laughs> really, I'm looking. There we go. Yep. Okay. This is the one. All right. The number two place you should not listen to Half Hour Wasted. It's a visual joke. Is in church. Okay? Agreed. Don't listen to Half Hour Wasted in church because you don't want you don't want even one of the Holy Trinity mad at you. Okay? It's just it's bad karma. Right. If you okay? get all three of them right. mad at you, then you're in trouble. Right. Exactly. Okay. And, and you're well on your way to doing that if you're listening to Half Hour Wasted in church. Not that... Not that we're anti-church. We're not trying to say that. Just trying to say it's not an appropriate place. And right. the, the the top place you... I, let's say the top place I feel bad for you if you're listening to Half Hour Wasted is while drawing your last breath. That would be a horrible way to go, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm drawing kind of my, my last back. breath yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. This is... Uh, by the way, um, I, I promise... There goes the comedy train. Woo. There will... Woo. There will uh, there will be no more top five lists after episode three hundred. Draw your own conclusions. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> awesome because I so think I'm not, I'm not Bill. Ans- we're just asking for a little higher. I'm quality not answering this question for you. Then fecal bloom. Well, that is funny. That wasn't the word comedy. Is funny. That wasn't comedy. That was advice. It was like it, that, it, that is sad. I'm like Bill Heloise McGonnell or something right now <laughs> about this point up in this house, is he? With it. I love Nazis though. <laughs> yeah, I'll don't worry. I'll do my top five Nazis uh, next week or that something. That would be nice. Be, okay. Thank you for listening to a half okay. hour wasted. Guys, we appreciate you listening. Be sure to check out all the great shows at hhwlod.com. Follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted. And then we have Brad or Brad Milo. Bill the what? Voice, yes. And voice, Frank, what? The Voice HHW, the Voice HHW at the Voice HHW, and um, shake it. Drop us an email at halfhourwastedgmail dot com. Put it in front of the mic and shake it. enough. Put it in front of the mic and shake it. Aw, we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.